it's quite a long time since I recorded anything on here largely because I've been trying to revise the text of the book that goes with the series well not exactly with the series but has the same title as the series and in a rather different way deals with much the same things so if you've been absolutely bereft as a result of the absence of any new episodes I apologize I hope to make up for it in some small way what I'd like to talk about today something that I was just reading about in an article by a philosopher called Galen Strawson you may possibly have come across his father Peter Strawson's famous book Individuals which is about Wittgenstein and language and notions of the self and all kinds of things like that well Galen Strawson has written on a number of things occasionally I agree with him and occasionally I don't the article that he wrote called Panpsychism I think is almost entirely mistaken but he has another theme this is going back some time now he hasn't published this recently not to my knowledge anyway about what he calls narrativity so I'd like to say a little bit about this because I think it's germane to the whole theory of the self Uh, Strawson essentially distinguishes between two kinds of I suppose you call it behaving or living one of them he calls narrative where we live more or less in ways that are dictated by the stories the narratives that we construct about ourselves Uh, not entirely ourselves others contribute as well so that by the time we are old enough let's suppose we arbitrarily say by the time we're about six or seven or maybe ten or maybe a bit older we've already learnt that we are so to speak a certain kind of human being we have a name we have parents we have family we have a country we have a house if we're lucky we have all sorts of practices behaviors to do with playing with toys and playing with nowadays iPads and watching videos and cartoons and all kinds of things and gradually as we get older we become conscious that not only do we as you might say have this list but that we have somehow or other been persuaded to weave it into a story usually although not always but usually if not entirely a coherent story a story in other words that hangs together and these stories that we partly concoct ourselves and which others partly make up for us come to constitute a description of ourselves of our lives and later on let me take my own case you you get to the stage where you're thought to be uh, a mathematician or a pianist or someone who speaks who gives speeches who 
teaches, who learns, who does all sorts of things. Other people become famous as footballers or cricketers or violinists or artists, who knows. And so this story that's partly made up by ourselves, partly made up, full stop, partly made up by ourselves and partly constructed by others out of what they see us doing comes to be associated with our name. And so people will start saying things along the lines of, oh, he's the kind of person who, followed by some description, won't let you down, can't be trusted, tells lies, robs banks, maybe even commits murders, maybe even wages war on innocent, unsuspecting European states, who knows. But people start saying things like, he's the kind of person who, she's the kind of person who. And not only do they say it, but we become interested, as you might say, in living up to it, in being consistently the person that our particular narrative describes us as being. Now, having said all that, I, I imagine you're kind of going along with this because you'll say, well, there's been all sorts written about this, the notion of story, the notion of us all living a sort of script. These are all metaphors that have been used over the years to describe the way we behave, the way we are, and the way we attempt, at least, to live in a way that's somehow consistent with our past and will build on it to make our future. Here comes the but. Strawson wants to say, but maybe this is part of the problem, not part of the solution. Maybe the trouble is that we are imprisoned by our own largely fictitious, concocted narrative. We somehow come to have a vested interest in certain kinds of story that people will tell about us, and we like some of them and we don't like others. But maybe there's no reason to be, let's call it, to be narrative at all. No reason to live in a way that can be described by the sort of consistent, coherent, historical, I suppose you'd call it, trajectory-like narrative. Maybe we should be more, this is his word, episodic. Maybe there should be more unpredictability or even inconsistency and certainly disconnectedness about the way we live. That would mean that I wouldn't feel obliged, as you might say, to be reliably described as the kind of guy who, followed by some positive or negative attribute, I might be much happier just to be who I am right now. And of course you'll begin now, I think, to start to suspect where we're going with this because 
being who we are right now is very much a part of the whole living the present thing that has been the theme of this whole story all the way along. You can probably tell that I'm recording this while I'm taking a walk. Someone just went past. It's really annoying when you stand off the road to let them pass, but they still go through at about 60 miles an hour, kicking up stones behind them. Not very... Not reciprocally kind, is it? Anyway, that being so, says Strawson, why are we reluctant to be episodic? And I'm not going to try and deal with the whole article. The article's much more nuanced than I'm making it sound here. Why do we worry about consistency? I suppose there's an obvious answer, you know, if you, if you hope to get a job, you hope that the way you've done previous jobs, perhaps as a result of reputation, reference, where you've reached in your particular greasy pole, that this will all serve to create a reputation that will mean that you get a better job and then a better one. And if you were wildly inconsistent in that, it might be difficult to get or at least if you got it to keep a job if someone who had been thoroughly reliable and honest suddenly became thoroughly unreliable and dishonest but there's a subtlety in Strawson's description here and it's the subtlety that I very much like and really want to carry on with namely that being narrative doesn't mean that we are reliable either Being narrative doesn't mean that we will always be as we always have been. We may want to be thought reliable. We may want to be thought all sorts of things that go with narrative. But we all know, I'm sorry to say, or am I? I Perhaps I'm not so sorry. We all know that if push comes to shove and the chips are down and all the usual metaphors we will do more or less anything so that people who have been perfectly reliable sensible loyal members of some society or perfectly good fathers or mothers or children respectful in every way suddenly turn into murderers or I don't know, concentration camp guards or terrorists because something happens that persuades them that being episodic is worth it. That breaking with the narrative, always supposing that there is a narrative, is a good thing to do in those circumstances. And that, if there is a narrative, is part of the whole point because part of the point is part of the point is that the narrative is largely a fiction how so? well one of the things that we've learnt relatively recently is that 
memory isn't what we take it to be. That memory changes. That every time we recall a memory, access a memory, we infinitesimally, perhaps perhaps much more major way, change it in some way. And this is because we access the chemicals that are responsible for it. And in accessing them, we change them. So that, this is an example Strawson uses, those of you who are older or as old as me will probably remember where you were when you heard that J.F. Kennedy had been assassinated. I remember it distinctly. Someone stuck their head through the window of a car door just after choir practice one late one evening. Or you may remember where you were, if you're a bit younger than that, when 9-11 happened. And I remember that too, because I was speaking to somebody in America at the time who said, stop talking to me and go and put the television on which is what I did. Now, Strawson says, because we both have these very accurate memories as we think of where we were when we heard about Kennedy or 9-11 or whatever else it may be, we tend, because we are introspecting, to think they must be reliable. And yet, all sorts of experiments have been done that demonstrate that they're not at all reliable that the strength with which we think we remember something is no guarantee, may not even be a guide, to how reliable that memory is. And you'll have heard me on these voice notes, if you're unfortunate enough to have been listening to most of them, that I commonly misremember quotations. And sometimes I misremember them to such an extent that when I try and find them, I can't find them. And sometimes I misremember them in such a way that it my view at least, improves what they were like to start with. So the question then becomes, what sort of a narrative is it that we're talking about here? Where does a narrative come from if memory isn't reliable? And you can say, well... There are social narratives. You know, I'm not completely at liberty to reinvent my life. People will say, you say you were in Portugal in May 1974. We know for a fact that you weren't. You were actually in Bournemouth, or whatever it may be. Which is all absolutely fine. Except when you come to try to construct a coherent and indeed reliable narrative. Because, says Strawson, you just can't. Even society can't. Even society has a problem with, as you might say, accessing reliable evidence for who you are. Reliable evidence for who you are. So, you may think that you are a more reliable person, you may think you're a more moral or socially responsible person, if you live consistently according to a narrative, but maybe you're not, because maybe the narrative is a fiction, maybe the narrative is society's way, either of trying to persuade you 
to be somebody that you're not or of constructing out of the history that they choose from your life a narrative that suits contemporary society and this is a topic of enormous richness about which so much can be said that I'm not even going to try and say any more right now other than to observe that I think that being episodic being ready to be a bit unpredictable maybe even unreliable may have something to say for it because most of us from time to time could do with as you might say putting on a new coat changing a bit or maybe a lot and being more episodic and less narrative is one way of achieving that thanks for listening <laughs>